This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on a gloriously sunny day across Kent. It is Friday, May the 6th, and our top story today is that the owner of a gym in Maidstone has told the Kent Online podcast he's disappointed. Police have rejected his idea to hold a knife amnesty for a second time. Jay Atkins is worried about crime in the town and thinks a secure bin could be placed in his premises for people to dispose of weapons, no questions asked. Well, he first contacted officers following a murder in the town and again after a stabbing near KFC on Week Street last month. Stats seen by the Kent Online podcast show there were 104 reports of crimes involving knives in Maidstone in 2020. That's the equivalent of two a week. Well, this is what Jay has had to say to us. We originally approached Kent Police about three years ago following the murder of Andre Bent. Sadly, knife crime seems to be an issue in that town and I wanted to hold a knife amnesty to see if we could reduce or at least play a part in reduction of crime in the area. Sadly, Kent Police didn't want to take us up on that offer and yet there's been more murders. Uh, So we felt it imperative to re-approach Kent Police and see if we could get the support of the local community in holding a knife amnesty here. To my knowledge, I believe businesses are able to provide safe drop boxes for people to relinquish their weapons without fear of reprisal. I think it's really disappointing. Uh, Naturally, all the time that there is crime, we need to be doing something proactive and simply to wait and investigate once somebody has been murdered just seems a waste to me. Many initiatives, good old-fashioned neighbourhood watch, was a great example of how communities would get together and look out for issues before they happened. We provide a really positive outlet for people to let off steam and use their energy constructively. We have a number of young people that potentially could lose their way in life and once again they channel their energy positively into a training environment. We have, of course, been in contact with police to get their response. They say that tackling knife crime remains a priority. They've also set up a new crime squad to patrol the town centre seven days a week. You can also read this article in full by heading to the website. Elsewhere today, police are hunting a man who attacked a member of staff after being refused entry to a business in Herm Bay. The victim was left with facial injuries after being assaulted on the high street last month. We've got a CCTV image of someone officers want to speak to at Kent Online. A man's been arrested following a high-speed police chase near Sittingbourne. A car failed to stop for officers on the old Sheppey Way and weaved in and out of traffic over the Sheppey crossing. The pursuit lasted just four minutes before the vehicle pulled over. A 44-year-old man has been questioned. Police are investigating a suspected arson attack at a home near Maidstone. The blaze is thought to have been started deliberately on Murdoch Chase in Coxheath in the early hours of Wednesday. Thankfully, no one was injured. Kent Online News. 
Next today, and votes have been counted following local elections in parts of Kent, with a lot of interest in how the Conservatives have fared following Partygate. Nationally, the Prime Minister has admitted there have been challenges for the party, which has lost control of several councils. The Lib Dems say they've enjoyed decent results, while Labour has made some big gains in London. Well, elections were only held in Tunbridge Wells and Maidstone. In the county town, 18 seats were contested, with the Tories defending nine of them. You can head to Kent Online today to see a full breakdown of the results, which show that the Conservatives lost two of those seats. While there's been one gain for the Lib Dems, Labour have gained two. David Burton is the leader of the Conservative group in Maidstone. So at Maidstone, actually, I think we've, we've bucked the trend. We've lost a couple of seats, but we're still the largest party. Uh, and what that really means is that we continue to be able to deliver on our programme for improving Maidstone, um, looking after the needs of local people. Moving to Tunbridge Wells now, where the Conservative Party have lost control of the Borough Council, with the Mayor among eight Tories to lose their seats. Our local democracy reporter Jordan Ifield is there for the Kent Online podcast. It was a day that really reflected the national mood in Tunbridge, to be honest. When I first got there, I started speaking to a few councillors, uh, mainly on the opposition, who were quite optimistic and quite chirpy, having seen the results flow in the night before. Meanwhile, some Conservatives were very sheepish. I talked to one councillor who gave me one-sentence answers and didn't really want to talk. And as soon as the count started, we could see why. While some Tory seats were held on, most weren't uh, on this particular election, and it was mainly divided up between the framing opposition parties, Lib Dems, Tunbridge Wells and Lions, and Labour. Uh, Green didn't make any gains. Uh, afterwards, it was quite clear that the Tories had kind of been routed. And it was a bit disastrous. I caught up with Tom Dawlings, the former council leader, afterwards, and he said uh, that the Conservatives didn't deserve to lose that badly. However, when, when speaking to Tunbridge Wells Alliance, uh, Lib Dem and Labour, they all said it wasn't about the national policies, it was about the failings of the Conservative regime in Tunbridge. You can go and see those results in full by heading to Kent Online, clicking on the interactive map to find out who's been elected where you live. We'd love to know what you think about today's results. You can leave a comment on the story or via our socials. Just search for Kent Online on Facebook and Twitter. There's concern about a number of jobs in Kent after McColl's went into administration. The convenience store has 20 branches in the county. The owners of Asda are understood to be close to saving them. Morrisons are also interested. But McColl's had to appoint administrators because lenders objected to the potential outcome of a sale. This is one of our most read stories today. The owners of an ice cream parlour in Herne Bay say they've been left thousands of pounds out of pocket after being forced to close because of a sewage flood. Now, scoops in Central Parade had to shut for two days last summer. Southern Water is refusing to pay out more than £10,000, though, because they say it wasn't their fault. Well, a number of homes and other businesses were impacted by the flooding last August. A spokesman for the water firm says an independent investigation into the extreme weather event which resulted in the flooding has now been completed, and it's concluded they were not to blame. They add that insurers will only pay out when they've found to be legally liable, and this wasn't the case. Well, the firm is undertaking additional works at a local wastewater pumping station, though, to make sure it's better prepared when significant rainfall impacts the area. If you head to the story on the website, you can see pictures from the time of that flood. A teenager has spent a month in Medway Maritime Hospital
while waiting for a life-saving operation. Riley Goff suffered a collapsed lung and needs to be transferred to Guy's in London for the surgery. His mum says she was told he was a priority case but is still waiting. Well, the hospital have blamed the delay on a COVID infection in the ward and say they're making plans for him to be moved as soon as possible. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. A Kent actor who recently saw his childhood abuser jailed says he's turning the experience into something positive and has written a courtroom drama. Stuart Anthony from Gravesend was targeted by a family friend over five years from the age of just 10. Well, last month, you may have heard on the podcast that his abuser was locked up for 18 years. 34-year-old Stuart is writing Iris and says his experience has also helped him focus on new work. I throw myself into my work. Um, I I, I make myself busy and uh, I'm actually writing a new courtroom drama um, based on my experiences dealing with this. Um, It's called Iris. Uh, We're in production and it will be out next year. I'm doing research because I'm playing um actually I'm not going to tell you about my character I'm uh researching with lots of uh, barristers uh, and in the courtroom so I've spent quite a, quite a lot of time in court recently um I've been at the old bailey which is very exciting um I sat in on a murder trial for 6 weeks um which I learned a lot about um it was again very sad um but fascinating from an actor's point of view to see all of those fantastic characters that are, are built in a courtroom from a judge to the to the barristers and and what happens outside the courtroom what happens at lunchtime what happens in the pub at the end of the day what happens when you win or lose that case and I got to see it all for you know there up close and personal it was brilliant a bar at a new half a million pound food hall in Maidstone has closed less than six months after opening. The Moondance Bar was one of eight facilities to open at Lock Meadow last November. The owner says she's sorry to be leaving but has chosen to focus on another business venture. Some people living in Tenterden say they're furious after claiming work on a new housing development could kill an old oak tree. It's claimed parts of the tree have been cut off to reduce its height and width. Ashford Council has said the tree is not an ancient one as claimed and will not die as a result of the works. Water buffalo have been introduced to a nature reserve near Deal. Four young males have been brought to Ham Fen and will be used to keep ditches clear. The Kent Wildlife Trust, which is behind the idea, is going to monitor the animal's effect on the wetland. And Kent's Rose Ailing Ellis is going to be the first celebrity to sign a CBeebies bedtime story. The EastEnders actress from Hythe was the first deaf person to win Strictly and has inspired many with her campaigning. She'll use British Sign Language in the episode on Sunday. Kent Online Sports. Football and the Gillingham manager will watch the first game of the next season from the stands. Neil Harris has been given a touchline ban after being shown a red card in their penultimate game against Portsmouth last month. The Jules were unable to avoid relegation and will now play in League Two. Staying with football and Gillingham have won the Kent Women's Cup final. They beat Dartford 3-0 in last night's match at the Gallagher Stadium in Maidstone. And in cricket, Kent are taking on a Sri Lankan team at Canterbury over the next four days. The development 11 
Devon side are in the county for a tour match. Kent are next back in county championship action next week when they welcome Surrey to Beckenham, still looking for their first win of the season. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the site today, you can check out the latest review from our secret drinker who's been to the oldest pub in Kent. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. I'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.